Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book Beneath the Surface, Killer Whales, Sea World, and The Truth Beyond Blackfish. 70% of our blue planet's surface is covered by oceans, and humans have long been attracted to these mysterious bodies of water and the numerous magical creatures living within them. In order to satisfy our curiosity, we try to study the ocean and discover its secrets in various ways. For ordinary people, one of the most convenient ways to learn more about sea life is to visit marine parks or oceanariums. These places enable us to see marine creatures up close, swimming around in an elaborate human simulation of the underwater world. These are animals that we would otherwise only see in documentaries, filmed from safe distances and viewed on television screens. Visitors can watch smart docile dolphins perform marvelous tricks with their signature smiles, and they can even shake hands with those funny sea lions and seals. However, as we enjoy all the sights and performances of these creatures, it's worth wondering how the animals truly feel inside. Far away from the infinite ocean and confined by glass and concrete pools, can they ever live freely and happily? This book beneath the surface takes you into man-made marine worlds and reveals the real life of captive killer whales, animals with particularly high intelligence and rich emotions. As the story details the close yet violent relationship between men and killer whales, you'll learn about the cruel reality behind beloved marine animal theme parks. The primary author of this book is John Hargrove, a former senior killer whale trainer with 14 years of experience. He once worked for SeaWorld a United States theme park chain in both San Diego and San Antonio. Discontented with the way SeaWorld can find killer whales, he quit his dream job as a whale trainer and started to fight for killer whales' well-being. He actively participated in making the documentary Blackfish, which uncovers the cruelty of the marine park industry. The other author of this book is Howard Chua Aoan. He was news director for Time magazine from 2000 to 2013 and later worked for Bloomberg Businessweek as deputy managing editor. Next, we'll tell the story of Hargrove and the killer whale in three parts. Part 1, Hargrove's Dream, a whale trainer at SeaWorld. Part 2, Hargrove's Concerns, the well-being of captive killer whales. Part 3, Hargrove's Fight, the wrongdoings of SeaWorld. Do you remember the first time you went to a marine park or the first time you saw a giant whale on television? It was a mind-blowing experience for most of us, just like it was for John Hargrove the lead author of this book. He first went to SeaWorld Orlando with his parents when he was six years old, and he was instantly enchanted by the dangerous beauty of the killer whale. Killer whales or orcas are the largest member of the dolphin family. They have large sharp teeth and great tall straight dorsal fins. Their bodies are streamlined which helps them swim fast. In addition, they are carnivores with excellent hunting skills and a strong sense of team spirit. Sometimes they even attack great white sharks. Undoubtedly killer whales are at the top of the food chain in the ocean. However, they are unusually tame and friendly in marine parks. In SeaWorld's Shamu Stadium, the six-year-old Hargrove saw orcas swimming and playing with their trainers in great harmony. They followed every order that the trainers gave, 
performing all kinds of stunts perfectly. For a little kid, such a wonderful performance is almost like a miracle. Hargrove made up his mind to join SeaWorld in the future. He wanted to be one of the orca trainers who could speak to these wonderful creatures, understand their responses, and work with them in harmony. For Hargrove, this thought was more than just a fantasy. He treated it seriously as his career goal and took action to realize it. Ever since that first encounter, Hargrove went to SeaWorld to watch the killer whale performance every year, and he asked the trainers all kinds of questions about sea animals. Starting at age 12, Hargrove wrote letters to the trainers and managers at SeaWorld, asking for information about the abilities one needed to become an excellent whale trainer. Thanks to his insistence, he actually got the detailed answers he wanted. In order to meet and surpass the requirements to become a whale trainer, Hargrove went to Houston where he enrolled at the University of Texas to study psychology while working full-time. Due to the enormous size and possibly deadly potential of killer whales, one must have a very good understanding of their behaviors and habits before communicating with them. Therefore, a degree in psychology or marine biology is a must for those keen on becoming a good whale trainer. In addition to learning a lot of theories at school, Hargrove volunteered with the Marine Mammal Stranding Network on weekends to help with beached animal recovery. He also kept up his swim and dive training even after he received his scuba diving certification. In order to pass the strict dive test required to become a whale trainer, he often went to the sea and dove down as far as he could. Opportunity favors the well-prepared. In 1993, when SeaWorld San Antonio had a vacant apprentice trainer position, the experienced senior trainers who had been pestered by Hargrove for years recommended him. Eventually, Hargrove passed all the tests and became the only one accepted among the 27 applicants, moving him one step closer to his dream job. During this period of time, Hargrove wholeheartedly believed in SeaWorld. His passion for killer whales made him blindly believe that everything related to them was beautiful. Therefore, he genuinely believed that SeaWorld's every regulation was created out of love for the animals and that everything they did was to protect orcas and other sea creatures. He saw SeaWorld as a wonderful manifestation of man and nature living in harmony. However, such blind belief prevented Hargrove from noticing many abnormal signs. Only after he started to work for SeaWorld did he learn more about what happened there. Among the stories he heard was the tale of the original Shamu, the first superstar orca of SeaWorld. Shamu was captured from the wild. During capture, her mother was killed in front of her, which was a regular practice for whale hunters in order to make it easier for them to capture the calf. After she was sold to SeaWorld and trained, Shamu became the park's biggest draw. She was a superstar bringing people endless joy. However, she also attacked people occasionally, including her trainer and a model during a promotional photo shoot. When she was nine years old, Shemu died of pyometra, a hormonal imbalance that causes blood poisoning by allowing bacteria to enter the whale's uterine lining. This illness almost never infects orcas in the wild. SeaWorld claimed that orcas could live in harmony with humans in its facilities, but everyone who worked at SeaWorld knew that those captive killer whales were suffering. The problem was that no one wanted to talk about it. Ultimately, no matter how much we improve the treatment of killer whales in captivity, 
it's undeniable that man-made facilities are simply unsuitable for killer whales. These artificial environments are the primary cause of killer whales' unnatural death. After Hargrove joined the Shemu Stadium team as an apprentice trainer, he soon discovered that the killer whales were actually more fragile than they seemed. Kotar was the first orca he saw after he got his job. Weighing approximately 8,000 pounds, Kotar was the largest of the five whales in SeaWorld San Antonio at the time. Though he was an amazing specimen, Kotar's dorsal fin was collapsed, a physical characteristic shared by all of the captive adult male orcas. In the ocean, killer whales spend much of their time fully submerged, but SeaWorld's pools for the killer whales were so small and shallow that they were constrained to floating motionless at the surface. The dorsal fins had no water to support their weight and height and were constantly exposed to the sun. As a result, they collapsed. Hargrove didn't think too much about it at the time, he just wanted to try his best to look after them. What he didn't realize however was that SeaWorld was not a real home for killer whales, and no amount of care could ever make up for the damage caused by keeping them away from their natural habitat. As an apprentice, Hargrove had to do a lot of chores, preparing food for the orcas, washing the fish buckets, cleaning the pools, and so on. But more importantly, he needed to monitor them closely. He was taught to observe and record each whale's behavior patterns, watch every breath a whale took at specific, multiple points throughout the day, and accurately monitor their weight. During performances, he had to keep an even closer eye on the scene, sending feedback to the trainer so that the orcas would not become irritated, which could lead to unwanted consequences. All of these requirements of his job implied one fact, killer whales do not live as peacefully and cozily as they seem to in man-made facilities. Nevertheless, Hargrove was still a young man who wanted nothing but to pursue his dream. He naively believed in SeaWorld's purported mission of educating the public and protecting the ecosystem. So, what transformed Hargrove from a loyal follower of SeaWorld to an activist who started to doubt his dream and speak out against SeaWorld? Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.